the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. And Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Compass. Right? Compass. I got it. Compass, baby. The more Pacific's in this core here. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Um I've got to go through my regular thing here. Yes, uh, our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that would make a good uh, Valentine's present for your uh Love yeah, one, we're already it? talking about Valentine's. I know. Well, well next month. Here. Next month. Yeah. Yeah. Get on it. Yeah. <laughs> and the certificate's not uh, sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is entertain. That's entertainment. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what, uh, Nam? Let me just get into a quick email we received uh, from a listener. It says, "How does 2019 look for lending?" So maybe quickly talk about like what your company does. Yeah, so uh, good question, and hello everyone, Nam Pond here. Uh, Happy New Year, if I didn't say it last time. But uh, anyway, so the question is, uh, actually, even that, before that, Pacific Private Money, what do we do? We're private lenders. We lend on residential real estate, as well as some commercial um, ground-up construction, but we're private lenders. We're located in Marin County. We lend throughout California. We're essentially um, Plan B when Plan A, conventional financing, is not an option. Okay, um, That's half of our business and half of our clients are the actual borrowers. The other half are investors, the folks who provide us the capital to lend out. And uh, we lend it out through the Pacific Private Money Fund and through individual trustee opportunities. But um, for on the investor side, when investors invest with us, there are some qualifications, but they can earn returns of 7.5% uh, or higher. So 2019, how does that look? Um, you know, we we track this uh, and we follow economists. We you know look at the marketplace and see what's going on on a daily basis in terms of the kinds okay. of loans we get. We feel really strong that 2019 will be a continuation of 2018, at least for, for the private lending side, for us. Okay. We see more of the same. And in fact, we're starting out the year stronger in terms of current loan demand okay. in our pipeline than we um, saw this time last year. So we're starting out. Why the do you month. think that is? You know, we well, we had a strong Q4 again, okay. and Q4 was always strong. Um, we had some carryover um, from uh, December loans that started in December that will be closing now. Um, but just just I think 
you know, the marketing that we would continue to do continues to generate uh, top of mind awareness that, uh, okay. you know, of what we do, but also that we do owner-occupied. So okay. We're okay. So I mean, what I want to ask you, and we usually wait till the third segment, but I'd like to get this uh, done right away. So you get money from investors. That's how you get your capital. Correct. Okay. What do you charge your borrowers generally? Yeah, so we charge pretty much what's in line with um, private lending rates. So anywhere in the nines, you know, borrowers nine. Nine percent, okay, which is a high interest rate compared to the bank. Right. Uh, But the benefit is the borrower gets it uh, quickly. Right. And we're, we're, you know, typically solving a short-term issue for those borrowers. So, you know, the price reflects that. And you said you you get the money from investors. How do you get get it? Yeah, so investors who uh, listen to our show learn about the investment opportunity. They can invest um, just their funds, whether it's an IRA money, which we take, and um, which we will, you know, accept through a rollover, yeah. um, and or cash. And uh, in return, they earn 75 to 8% Okay. Yield, yeah, because you obviously you guys have to make some money, so there's a little spread in there, right? Okay, right. And to uh, invest with us, there's three qualifications. You have to be accredited, so million dollar net worth. You cannot include your primary residence in that calculation, or you can qualify on income, which is two hundred thousand dollars a year over the last two years, um, or as an individual, three hundred thousand as a couple. Okay. Um, and the other requirement is a, for the fund is fifty thousand dollar minimum investment and a one year hold. Okay. Um, you can invest, and we can talk about this later, yeah. um, on individual trust deeds. Um, that's another way to invest through our company. Okay, because one, one way is the fund. Right. Which is that one-year hold, Pacific et Private Money Fund, okay. one-year hold. Um, and the other way is through individual opportunities. And what kind of track record do you guys have? So we're now in, what, or five and a half years into the fund. So it's been uh, very, very consistent, 75 to 8% return during that whole time. Uh, track record for the company is we've done over 1,500 loans, half a billion in loan origination, zero losses. Yeah, that's that's the important thing. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, I, I think about, like, you know, not trying to bash the stock market, but it's been on quite a roller coaster. Uh, I think in the, uh, from December to December, it's probably had a bad year. Right. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, and you're not making 18% when the market is making 18 but I wonder what the five-year, I have to look that up, what the five-year average for the stock market in general has been compared to your fund. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll because that. it was I mean, quite a ride. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that at the, at, at the, uh, at the break for sure. Um, okay, so, uh, Patty, I, now, oh, before I forget, uh, if, People, People want to get, get a hold of us. You, yeah. yeah, they can call us, 415-883-2150. That number again is 415-883-2150, or they can go to our website, which is www.pacificprivatemoney.com. And I'll add, too, in the last two weeks, we've had so much inquiry um, on people who are pulling out of stocks, yeah. people who are existing investors who've added, and it's been a significant uptick. So... Um, you know, I think people were planning for 2019, so we saw kind of a wave of, of new investment from current investors and from new investors. So it's been a great start to the year. Mm-hmm. Very so. good. Uh, tell you what, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. When we blah, 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 when we come back, uh, we'll ask Patty some questions here. Um, want to make a quick mention here for the Sonoma Canopy Tours, which is uh, one of the largest zip lines in the area. Uh, they go right through the Redwood Forest. Does your family need a break from technology? Two and a half hour adventure, including zip line, sky bridges, 
spiral staircase, rappelling, everything you can think of. 888-494-7868 or go to SonomaCanopyTours.com. Sucker's about 200 feet high. That's eh, a little too scary for me, but not for our, <laughs> not for our listeners. All right, here's our uh, first trivia question. We're talking entertainment here. Who won an Academy Award for his betrayal of Jake LaMotta in the film Raging Bull? Oh, and I, I think I think it was 1980, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Call 888-912-1190. You want your steak? Yeah, <laughs> don't, hey, that's good. don't do that. Okay. All right. Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon of Pacific Drive Money and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. First trivia question was, who won an Academy Award for his betrayal of Jake LaMotta in the film Raging Bull? De Niro, right? De Niro. Yeah. Right De Niro. yeah, you're shaking your head. No, well, yeah, you know that. Hey, want to make a quick mention, a, a personal uh, uh, shout out here to We Care uh, Pest Control. Um, in uh, Santa Rosa. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, they are really good. We were talking about rats and all that kind of stuff, and <laughs> yeah. we had a couple of rats, or darn it. And uh, sure enough, those those guys set all these traps, and they knew where they were coming in. Wow. Got to check them out at We Care Pest. That's awesome. They, I've heard they were good. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny how uh, what we what real estate people talk about in their spare yeah. time. Just before the show, we had a long conversation about rats. rats. <laughs> We're such an rats. interesting group. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here, uh, Patty. You had some very interesting information that you wanted to share. Nan, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. About these well, there's a lot of tidbits that lead us to a few things, but here is. Just a couple of tidbits that I picked up, but the the general um, the general scope I'm looking at right now is I'm speaking to a lot of buyers and sellers, and a lot of them start out their conversation that, like now that prices are going down, I want to say prices are not going down. Let's just have the mantra deceleration, not depreciation. Mm-hmm. So I looked at five different economists and bodies that typically um, predict um, and their predictions for 2019 year by year were for price appreciation were generally like you know 4 to 5% in 19, 2 to 3 or 3 to 4 whatever in depending on who you talk to in 20 and 21 you know a little bit less so it's it's a tabletop it's flat prices are not going down hmm. and i think that's you know it seems like the public are either think like they're going way up or they're going down it's a rebalancing it's deceleration hmm. it's a rebalancing that was inevitable so deceleration just just the slowdown. Yeah. Well, I mean, the rate of appreciation is is just not since 2012 in right. the Bay Area, particularly, but all over the country, was well overdue because it spiked from 2008. Sure. But that level of appreciation is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. our value is going to triple in ten years. Right. No, and, you and can't. Borrowers being able to qualify. You know, at some point, 
there's just you know it's cutting off the number of borrowers who can borrow as, as you have the uh, price appreciation. So it was, you know, I'll just uh, cite an article that I read in Yahoo. Um, today or earlier this week that sort of supports what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, after a month-long slowdown, the U.S. housing market may have bottomed. I thought that's pretty kind of bold comment to make and and yeah. as you know I don't really believe that yeah but well, it's interesting suggests this big floor of depreciation right. and that's bad it's yeah. not true yeah and well it, it says we are seeing signs of a rebound says Neil Duda head of economics at Renaissance Macro Research noting that a recent drop in mortgage rates has been a key driver in number of people in the US who applied for a loan to buy a home rose 13.5% for the week ending January 11th from a week earlier so that's great. I mean, you know, so drop in rates increases the demand or available number of buyers who can who can enter the marketplace. So that's great, but it's just it's it's just one one recent metric. Exactly. So we'll see what happens, but um, in that, you know, what you're saying sort of ties into that as well. At the end of the day, it's <clears throat> it's not going to be this big dropper that no. we saw. So it'll probably be easing. And again, going back to what um, Edward's question was in the first segment, what do we see 2019 looking like? Yeah. We see it being from a private on the private lending side, a continuation of, of the same. Yeah, it's a more uh, balanced market. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about the real estate market for the last, like, say, 100 years, really... Only once, like this 2008 was a huge spike. We haven't yeah. had that. Right. We have waves. Right. Like five to seven year waves of gentle whatever. Yeah. Sometimes it goes up way a lot and then it tabletops. But basically, if you draw that line, it's pretty consistent. Yeah. And, you know, and I was just at an industry conference earlier this week. It's the Jurassic Conference. Jurassic uh, Law Firm out of Southern California puts it on. And they are sort of the one of the premier law firms for the private lending space. And at these events, you know, it's interesting to always see how many people attend, how many people exhibit. And the number of people who exhibit is sort of an indication of the robustness of the space. So the more exhibitors typically means there's just much more activity in the industry. It was as strong as ever. Mm. So, and a lot of new entrants in the space and also the topics that they cover have to tie in with opportunities out there in real estate. Mm -hmm. And they're still very bullish in the space, you know, with the number of entrants, the types of different lending alternative Mm -hmm. uh, real estate opportunities there are. Like fix and flip isn't as strong as it was. Oh no no no! Don't do anything. Um, you're not flip seeing thing. that, but no. there's a lot of opportunity in like uh, um, the quali- uh, the opportunity zones, like in the East Bay or throughout the country. There's these um, opportunity zones that are opening up, and then self storage, um, commercial. Still with us, it's the owner occupied space, um, mm-hmm. and private lending is as robust as ever. Yeah. So um, people are, you know, looking at. In the housing market, you know, it carries some weight in terms of this idea that it's, you know, really going to soften a lot, mm. but it doesn't carry a lot of weight. Exactly. In these conversations these and meetings. also, I mean, when you think about residential real estate, most people have most of their equity tied up in their house. Mm-hmm. And it's important to take a big picture perspective because I'm right. dealing with like three different sellers right now and they've had their houses like 30 or 40 years. It's priced about a two, two and a half million. And they're like, oh, I heard it's not a good time to sell. Yeah. Well, I showed them the 
the chart from, you know, to 1960 on yeah. where values went and how there's a little tick down right now. If you can even say that it's a tabletop. Yeah, it's a good time to sell. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah. You know, are you going to wait for another 10 years for another cycle? Yeah. But now is the time to sell. Well, and uh, maybe in the next segment, I have some questions about um, some of these people, baby boomers and, and the number of people who own their home free and clear or have significant equity and how they're choosing to sell their home as well. And mm-hmm. this kind of goes back to like Zillow offers, which I want to ask you about after the next segment. But, yeah. yeah. We're going to cut to another commercial break. I was just listening to all this interesting radio, just like the audience. Okay. Edward just woke up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yawn, yawn, yawn. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Here's our second trivia question. Bruce Springsteen was given what nickname? He had a nickname. I'm a Jersey right? girl. What's that? I'm a Jersey girl. I know a that Jersey answer. Girl? Of course. Like, okay. See, you know, I wanted you to be happy to be exciting <laughs> to answer the questions because then you'd be two for two. It's not sports. And uh, <laughs> well, you might even get number three on that. Okay. So that's our second trivia question. Bruce Springsteen was given what nickname? Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. And don't touch that dial because of the best of investing. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Hey, welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Patty Cohen. Second trivia question. Bruce Springsteen was given what nickname? The Boss. The Boss. That is correct. Patty, two for two. Hey, you guys ever gone on Alcatraz? Yes. Yeah. Fun. So the Alcatraz Cruises is launching its second annual Buy One, Get One Free. It's one of the country's most visited national parks. And with this government shutdown, which we'll talk about in a minute, I don't know <laughs> if they're open. I'm sure they're open. Okay. Uh, visit AlcatrazCruises.com and uh, slash B-O-G-O. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> Buy one, get one. There you go. Slash. Uh, to book uh, the special offer, uh, Bay Area residents can also call 415-981-7625 or purchase tickets at the ticket booth located at Pier 33 Alcatraz Landing. I wonder the if- actress is, check before you go. Yeah. There is a government shutdown. Yeah, if there yeah, is a government yeah. shutdown. And they shut down after, you know, with some people still on the island. Be like Lord of the Flies going on right now. Oh, no. I can't believe they call that a national park. Yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking of government shutdown, so I got a phone call today from somebody who deals uh, in the SBA where she is a broker mm-hmm. and she is uh, she, she's responsible for, for putting SBA loans together. And she said, uh, hey, Edward, I got this uh, loan scenario for you where uh, you know, I'm getting all the puzzle pieces together. But she says there is somebody who's been approved for an SBA loan and he's got to close quickly. Now he's got to close quickly. The SBA is part of the government. It's shut down. I, wow. I so she may that. need for this gentleman a short term bridge loan. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So it's something that you guys can definitely at Pacific Private Money look at. Yeah. Um, you know, sure. if the LTVs work and everything else, and then as soon as the SBA uh, goes ahead and, you know, gets when the government goes back you know, off of shutdown right. yeah. on the loan. I wonder how many employ- how many borrowers who are in the middle of a transaction right now who work for the government and aren't getting their paycheck mm. are going to be approached by the bank and suddenly say, hey, you know, you don't have... You don't have a You're, paycheck right yeah, now. You don't have a paycheck, so you don't qualify anymore. Yeah. And we'll talk about the difference between... 
conventional lending and or how conventional lenders lend and how we lend yeah. uh, in a little bit, or I'd like to touch on yeah, that again. Do, do it right now. Well, we can't tease the audience yeah. too much. I mean, <laughs> about, don't worry, we'll talk about it someday. So, <laughs> Please yeah, don't. Right. You promise you won't? <laughs> no. So, I don't, you know, that's probably a far-fetched, you know, that would be far-fetched if all of a sudden these these government employees can't get yeah. you know, financing who are in the middle of it. Hopefully, hopefully the banks understand that. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, if you back up a little bit, banks are matrix-driven lenders. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're not. We're story-driven. So that's, that's a big difference. Uh, private lending is very much story-driven. And it's not just us. It's other private lenders as well. We're like what banks were 50 years ago. And I brought, you know, a couple of deals of the week, and we could touch on those. But on all of our deals of the week, we have what's called a loan overview form. And it's really five sections that we look at. I mean, we look at certainly the, the numbers, the actual numbers, loan to value and things like that. But here's, here's some of the headings that we look at. And the, we make these loan overviews available to any um, investors on, on trust deeds, um, which is why we like this loan. The description of the collateral. What does the real estate that we're lending against um, look like? What is it about? Um, exit strategy. How are they going to get out of our loan? Most of the loans we make are short term. The actual loan story. Yep. So just kind of a summary. And then information about the borrower. So, I mean, these, these five or six sections make up the bulk of our the requirements to make a decision. Mm. Where with a conventional lender, you've got data and data You're and data boxes. check boxes. Yep. And one of them is, you know, self-employment, are you employed? Um, and we've made loans to people who weren't employed or were between employment, but the overall story makes absolutely absolute sense or mm-hmm. common sense. Yeah. And um, but just going back to these five or six sections, that's what we look at. Mm. And um, we can often decision Within an hour, whereas a bank, it could be layers of, of you know, um, bureaucracy or data. And that's why people come to us. They want speed. They yeah. want, they're jumping on an opportunity and they need to let, you know, need to transact quickly. So, yeah, you have speed. I mean, if the tax returns are held up, which I don't think with the shutdown, they no, I don't are. think they are. No. I mean, I have a good friend who's an IRS auditor. And um, she actually audited me, and then two years later called me to be a client. And I sold her house this past, in like August. Ah, but anyway, great. yeah. So she's told me that many times she's been not working, but mm-hmm. I haven't talked to her this time. But what I'm told is that they are processing tax returns. Yeah, I mean, they, even if we you know, forget they about they want to collect that money. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of people that want that money, so that'd be bad PR. Uh, qu- uh, quick little change here. I want to uh, mention. Uh, you know, PG&E is uh, planning on filing bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Right. Now yeah. they say that they're not going to affect uh, the, you know. Uh, rate holder. I mean, people who, who use right. PG&E. But I know the stock's gotten hit. The bonds have gotten hit. Um, but I think eventually PG&E is going to figure something out, right? I mean, they, they can't let the government, right. the, you know, the, the I mean, that's bankruptcy an essential judge. service. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, this that's why I get a little frustrated when you know you hear all this, yeah, sue PG&E for billions of dollars. Yeah. It's like, okay, but then they're going to just have to go raise to the PUC and raise the rates. Yeah. I mean, the, the, unless you want everyone to lose their power. Right. Exactly. But it opens it up for alternative energy. That's yeah. true. You know, That's good. Solar and... Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Patty, really quickly, uh, let's see here. 
Email question comes in for you. Are you cautiously optimistic or pessimistic for residential real estate in 2019? Yeah, it's a good question. I am definitely optimistic. It's already, I took two listings in the last week and I expect offers on both of them in the next couple days. Um, It's like I said, it's, it's, deceleration but it's let's just call it a balanced market Mm -hmm. it's not a good market it's not a bad market it's a balanced market it's almost the best market really yeah yeah for for borrowers or for buyers yeah you know i mean and i looked at some numbers you know say what are the facts from 2017 through 2018 just kind of like wrapping it up yeah so the number of sales were down 22 and this is bay area number of sales down 22 percent well that sounds horrible but it's not really um prices overall were up 12 percent that's quite a lot yeah it is it's quite a lot san jose on the other hand um was down san jose was down ridiculous um yeah, active. Well, first of all, inventory is a big. Like, how many active listings right now? Right, that's yeah. really a big deal. Yeah. Active listings in San Jose increased by one hundred and fifty-eight percent year over year in December. The most, the largest in all U.S. markets. Wow. So part of it is sales are down. More people want to sell. You know, it's the end of the market. Pigs, pigs right. get slotted. So people put their houses on. Oh, I better hurry up before prices go down. They're not going down. Um, so the number of active listings in San Francisco um, rose by 74%. And active listings in L.A., uh, 38%. So that's, that's a lot. You know, the, the number, the 158%, I have to imagine some of that isn't because there's no interest it's there's interest but borrower buyers are waiting to see what happens wait and right? see yeah and oh, enough time point. passes where okay well the homes aren't dropping in value so all of a sudden they're like okay enough enough time has passed where home prices haven't dropped more inventory is being added maybe yeah. i should just go ahead and i think it's both all right yeah. and when we come back patty you've got some yeah, uh, yeah. percentages of stuff that Nam and I were going, what? Uh-huh. So, audience, you're going to want to hear that. You're not going to want to miss this part. Okay. <laughs> uh, third trivia question. In the Foreigner song, remember the group Foreigner? Mm-hmm. Hot-blooded, the singer has a temperature of how many degrees? Mm-hmm. All right? I actually know that one. You know that one. Yeah. Okay. Call 888-912-1190 to win that tanning certificate if you're the first caller with the correct answer. And uh, don't touch that dial because I'm the singing. best investing is going to be right back. <laughs> For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Hey, pretty good. I didn't even look at you guys and I knew that. <laughs> Usually I have to look at each one and go, who is that? Okay. <laughs> Can't tell the player without a scorecard. Okay. In the, in the Foreigner song, Hot Blooded, the singer has a temperature of how many degrees? He had a fever of 103. Yes. <laughs> that's, yeah, but that's not how he sings it, right? <laughs> I got a fever of 103. Yeah, if yeah, you like said fever instead of temperature, I would have gotten it because I would be singing it on my that's temperature. Right. Yeah. That's right. But I have to make this somewhat hard. <laughs> that's Come true. on. All right. So, Patty, uh, first of all, how do people get a hold of you if they have real estate questions? Oh, good. Well, thank you for asking. It's Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N, and I am at Compass, a amazing company. Uh, 
you know, they'll give bridge loans free. They will do. Wow. <laughs> they will, no, they do. <laughs> but they'll pay for staging. They'll pay for painting. Wow. They'll pay for all that stuff to be reimbursed at closing, but interest free. Okay. That's, That's really so. unusual. Um, anyway, so Compass is a great company. Um, I'm at 415-722-4842. And I'm out of Marin County. I do the whole Bay Area, depending on what it is. And I, you can also find me at bestmarinagent.com. That's it. That's an easy one. Um, if they, if Compass reimburses for staging, but what happens if the house doesn't sell? It's a loss. They know they're going to lose. I mean, they know this program. They're very, it's a very forward thinking, technology driven young company that moves fast and they make decisions quickly. Well, also so, it kind of tells the seller, listen, we are committed to make sure that we right. get your house sold. Mm-hmm. Are they, so if I'm a seller, I mean, that's a very attractive if I'm a seller. If, mm. if I'm the listing agent, I mean, you really have to price it right yeah, exactly. to really yeah. feel like you're going to be able to get that reimbursement. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you a little more forceful in saying, hey, this is the market value? Because a lot of times sellers, you know, say like, oh, I yeah. want, you know, I've been doing this so long, like, yes, yeah. I'm always that way, because right. I know it's a service to the client as well as to right. me, obviously. Um, and we'd probably take a year listing, but no matter what, there'll be a lien on the property. Right. So eventually it's going to sell, and eventually they'll get money back. Oh, and, that's how they do it. They, they actually oh, do put a lien. Okay. Well, if, gotcha. if it doesn't, if there's a parting of the ways, and it doesn't sell at closing, I mean, they'll take it at closing, but then, you know... Gotcha. Eventually, I would gotcha. think that's what they're going to do. That's what okay. I'd do. Yeah. All right. This so, is all new. This is all new. Okay. Yeah. Uh, those percentages. Get okay. into that because that's very really interesting. interesting. Yeah. I forget where I got it, but it was it was on the internet. But yeah, um, so it's got to be true. <laughs> go. This stoner guy was saying, no, um, no, it was a very reputable so- source. So a $1,000 increase in the median sales price of a home would push nearly 130,000 U.S. households out of the market. I, that I, I I've heard that now three times because mm. we we were talking about it over the uh, break, and I still can't believe that unless you're talking about houses that are you know twenty five thousand dollars because that is a thousand dollar increase. I mean the interest rate on a thousand dollars is not much. I mean may, maybe I guess what it is is people are pushing the uh, what what I can buy mm-hmm. to the absolute max. Maybe that's what's going Which on. Which typically they are. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. People are. That. That's true. But it still sounds crazy. Yeah. I mean, and literally come back to California, it says um, it would cut 10,000 buyers in California. 10,000. Yeah. Okay. None That's of crazy. them in, in None of them in the Bay yeah. Area. I mean, in, it's very interesting. I meet, yeah. I meet agents around the country, and their average price range might be, you know, 250,000. 200, yeah. I go, are you kidding me? That's our price reductions in overbids. Yeah. 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 That's our that's our family's monthly Starbucks budget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other part was or Nam was it you who had that the interest rate? Well, or, or, yeah. Okay. Well, the twenty five a twenty five basis yeah, point okay. increase in mortgage rates means that nearly one million additional U.S. households will be unable to afford a, a home, which I find again shocking. Which yeah. actually, then those people would probably come to Pacific Prime Money then. I would think that if because you guys have different uh, DTI, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But I mean, if if they really can't afford it with a twenty five basis point, what if you go up from five percent to ten percent? I mean, you know, it might just be about lending practices, but it might just be about affordability. Well, true, yeah. but, but you'd be surprised at a quarter percent. I mean, it depends on the size of the loan, right? Yeah. Right. Crazy. So. 
I have a uh, real quick article. Yeah. Um, okay, and then give us some deals of the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Microsoft is pledging $500 million to building homes in the Seattle area. And hopefully other tech companies follow suit because it's become so unaffordable. They're, they're pledging $500 million for some of its affordable housing. Um, some of it is just to, to add inventory to the Seattle marketplace um, just because, you know, tech companies have, have done a lot to drive up real estate prices. Well, here in and, Marin, that would be like three houses, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Million. Yeah. Exactly. But I thought that's great. Hopefully um, Silicon yeah. Valley follows suit. Because I think that's a, you know, there. It's, it's not just that, though. It's the uh, zoning requirements and all the city council and planning right. and all that stuff uh, that, that keeps, yeah. keeps inventory down, too. But yeah. some of the largest tech companies, hopefully, they'll have pull to, yeah. uh, to make that happen. But, you know, obviously, it's great to have them in, in our marketplaces, tech companies, because they bring a lot of, you know, wealth and generate yeah. a lot of wealth for people. But at the same time, it's nice because they said, you know, we want to create affordable housing for the people who, who teach our children. Yeah. Or yeah. who support our, you know, protect us. Firemen. Yeah. So police. I think that's great. And it's not like they're, I, I, they're not just giving the houses away. No. They're, no, there's, like, there's you know, it's, a, it's an investment on their part. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but uh, I think that was a kind of a feel good story. Yeah. yeah. We'll see more of this year. Uh, can you, before we cut to a break, because we have a couple of minutes, I'd like to hear a couple of deals of the week. Yeah. Deal of the week. You know, one of the loan overviews I was just um, talking about earlier, the general areas. So uh, this one was in Huntington Beach. It was a um, borrower self-employed came to us because he couldn't get uh, bank financing. Just uh, currently, he couldn't get bank financing. It was owner-occupied, too, so other private lenders wouldn't have done this. Um, but uh, he needed a loan for only for 134000 so it's actually on the lower end yeah. for, in terms of our average. But he came to us. He had a great, um, good credit profile. Not great, but conservative loan. It was, um, let's see, a loan to value was uh, 70%. And this particular one was a second, so it was a ten and a half interest rate. Came to us because um, uh, his self-employment, being able to show income, and so we put him in a loan. And was this one crossed? Uh, I believe this one might have been crossed with another property in uh, in Long Beach. So okay. purchasing in Huntington Beach, selling in Long Beach. It's only one hundred thirty-four thousand, twenty-four month term, um, and you know he'll probably refinance within a year. So just common deal of the week. But we look mm-hmm. at it. Self-employed, he had stable credit. Just we understand the story, um, and again, another deal of the week, another similar reason. 20, um, self-employed, hard to show the income, yep. hard to show uh, funds. Yeah, especially to pay pe- too. people who are self-employed, they try to get their taxes down as low as possible. Right, doesn't look good for the bank, but it looks good on their IRS yeah. ten forty. Yeah, exactly. so and the common thread was these deals weren't really anything unusual, other than they're both the thing that they share in common is that they're self-employed. So, so we get a lot of borrowers. Here. What, what were the rates you charged? On that? So the rate on the second one was nine point five. Okay. So and the rate on the first one was actually uh, the rate on the this one was ten point five, and the rate on the uh, first one was ten point five as well. Wow. They're both seconds. So. Seconds to unemployed, or excuse me, to (laughs) to self-employed, excuse me. And uh, we'll probably get paid back, both are 24-month terms. Um, We'll probably get paid back in in 12 to 18 months. It's not uncommon. So That's a good, uh, did the fund do those loans? Uh, I think the fund is in one of them. That one was second on this one was 210,000. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's a good rate of return for the fund to earn. Yep. Not Very. bad at all. Very good. All right. So, when we come back, we're going to have some closing comments uh, on the best of investing, maybe a couple of little uh, 
informational tidbits for the audience. So stay with us because you're listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown, Nam Fon, and Patty Cohen, and we will be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with, of course, I'm Edward Brown every day, but last time for the show. Uh, it's our, our last segment, uh, and I'm in the studio here with Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohn of Compass Realty. So, uh, Nam, how do people uh, get a hold of you guys if they're, you know, they heard the show and they go, wow, I can earn 7.5 plus percent, especially with the stock market being a little crazy. Yes. It sounds pretty secure. Yeah. The best way to get a hold of us or get a hold of me is just to call our office. 415-883-2150. You can also go online on our website, uh, www.pacificprivatemoney.com, and click on the invest page, and you'll be able to fill out a form. And um, always interested, too, to hear um, how people learn about our fund and we get uh, happily we get a number of people from the radio show yeah, I was gonna say so that lately you've said that you've gotten a fair amount of people yeah from the radio so show. hello to the people who registered and I, who i've spoken with in the last couple of weeks if you're listening so and uh you'll have some kind of event coming up probably. yeah people have been asking because it's been a while since yeah. we've had an event and it's due um, your events are great Oh, thanks. Yeah. 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 We need to have one soon. People um, have been saying, hey, you haven't been down in the South Bay in a while. When are you going to be next? So more to come. Hopefully we'll be able to announce something by the end of this month uh, okay. in terms of event location dates, etc. Well, this today's the uh, 19th of January. So we have one more Saturday in January and then it's and off we to will the races. We'll be holding yeah, your feet to, to the fire. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Patty, uh, what markets are hot and which ones aren't? It's a really good question, right? So prices rose 12% year over year, and that's the entire Bay Area. But when we look at all nine counties, it's a, it's a little different story. There's okay. a lot of them that are like 8 and 10%. But, um, for example, Napa only went up 6%. Santa Clara went up 20. Now, remember what we just talked about. San Jose has 158% more inventory. That goes right back to our affordability scenario with those numbers. So why is there more and more inventory? Maybe they can't afford it. So there's all those things in play. Right. Right? And so, you know, just for example, San Francisco, 8%, Marin, um, 9%, Contra Costa, 8%, Alameda, 10%, all those people out there, San Mateo, 12 um, Sonoma, just 7 So that tells you the North Bay, Sonoma and Napa, 6 and 7%. Down in the South Bay, the, the two highest, um, San Mateo at 12 and Santa Clara at 20 Would, would you say like 5 to 7% would be a, a, a decent, healthy market? Because you don't want it too high. Right. You get a little bit crazy. Right. Like that 12% was even a deceleration from the year before. But a 5% yeah. is a healthy market. Because don't forget, like people get on residential real estate, they get they get the power of leverage. Yep. Right. And they also get to um, take it off their tax return. Yep. So there's a lot there's of benefits. You know, I don't have to tell you that. But, you know, so yeah, that is a very healthy return. And... Um, 
So if you also think about it, Napa and Sonoma, the fires probably had something to do with it. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But wouldn't you think, I met somebody the other day that was building, worked for a company that builds a lot of new homes up in Santa Rosa. They're not selling. Wouldn't you think all those people that were displaced and had families in the school district, kids in the school district, would be buying those new homes? They're not really doing that yet. And they have their checks. Some are still waiting for checks. It's it's a little crazy. Hmm. But generally speaking, if if it's 6 and 7% up there and it's, you know, 15 down in the South Bay. Mm, are are people well, just getting the willies, you know, of, of being of moving back to the neighborhood? Maybe. Think? I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I wonder why that. Or just people in general think, well, if it can happen, it can happen again. Uh, and, you know. Or, yeah. Or, or have they just found permanent replacement housing? Yeah, yeah maybe I mean, so. When the Oakland fire happened in 1991, uh, people started building fairly quickly and those houses yeah. went. Yeah, they did. So, I don't hmm. know what's going on. Maybe it's just, it was a higher end. Uh, also market. more central. Yeah. Too. Central. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, you're you not leaving. What? We have to cut out for today. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> having too much fun. They are having too much fun. Uh-huh. So here's our thoughts for the day. Sometimes you have to let things go so there is room for better things to come into your life. Isn't that true? And true. Robert Louis Stevenson said, judge each day not by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant good one he was an author by the way <laughs> <laughs> makes sense treasure island right yeah yeah, see? yeah yeah never read it i just know he wrote it yeah <laughs> all right uh patty one more time how do people get a hold of you um patty cone c-o-h-n i'm at 415-722-4842 compass real estate at best agent.com that's right and you can call nom fawn at 415-883-2150 all right tune in next week to the best of investing we're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.